two, one, recording, yeah. Call recorder Skype did a weird little thing where it threatened me and made me think that this wasn't going to happen, but it's happening, Christine. It's happening now. I'm so excited. Episode 53 of the 57. Feminine Critique. 57. 192. <laughs> Yay, arbitrary Lucky numbers. 17. Woo. Uh, we'll say 53. We don't okay. have to mean it, but we're going to say it. Um, Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I'm Christine. What are we recording? Recording? We're recording the Feminine Critique oh, episode 53. What are we discussing on episode 53? <clears throat> well, we are discussing um, apparently a classic that I've never seen called Adventures in Babysitting. 1987. This is a movie. I'm really happy that you'd never seen it. I had never seen it. I had seen it a lot. I'm I'm sure you did. I'm shocked I didn't. It was one of those perennial VHS, but it was also one that I had not seen as an adult. Ooh, that's exciting. So this will be an interesting discussion. Yep, so that's it for us today. Only that one. Uh, no, I believe there was one more. Don't we cover two movies? Because, Christine, if we only covered one movie, then we wouldn't be called The Feminine Critique. We would have been called My Other Idea for the name of this podcast. Do you remember back in the day? No, I don't. I was really proud of this. When we first, you know, way back when, folks, started talking about doing a podcast, we were throwing out names. Because originally we were like, we'll just cover one movie. We don't really need to do two movies. Everybody does two movies. We're going to be different. And so what my plan was going to be, we were going to call ourselves, I don't know if you ever agreed to this, but I was going to. It was going to be... Two girls, one movie. I do remember that. I was really proud. Um, Why didn't we do that? Because I I guess we decided it was ultimately better to do two movies. Let's retire this podcast and start (laughs) just so we can just so we can do two girls, one movie. Yes, timely as ever. Uh, but no, we start that. No, no, okay. I don't think it is Christine because yeah. you're the one that was like, so, because I realized I picked the last couple of movies, the last few episodes, huh. um, mostly because every time I ask you, I'm like, what should we cover? And you're like, I don't know. So then I'm like, all right, we're going to cover Stepford Wives. Um, well, I'm glad one of us is decisive. Exactly. And I normally, see, that's the thing in life. I'm really not, I uh, but you push me and it's good. <laughs> but this time I pushed you. I said, Christine, what, come on, it's your turn. You got to pick one. Hmm? And so you picked this movie. I picked this movie. It has a 2.8 rating on IMDb. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It says 2009, but it, who knows? It feels timeless. It is um, <laughs> called Hammer of the Gods or sometimes Thor, Hammer of the Gods. Ooh, I didn't look at all of its alternate titles. Does it have a lot more? I don't know. It's billed like it's a bunch of places. It's just Hammer of the Gods. And then I feel like they added Thor. Yeah, I don't there's know a few other Thor. movies that are also called Hammer of the Gods. So, so don't don't be confused, folks. No, it's the one with Zachary Ty Bryan. Yeah, it's the one with not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Although if there was a Thor movie starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, mm-hmm. think about that now. Think about it. Uh, so this is, yeah, like, um, we think it was made for sci-fi. I think when sci-fi was called sci-fi, I, I think it yeah. was before it was, or Siffy. Um, it's a winner, folks. It is. Ooh, no, tagline is Vikings versus werewolves. I gotta find its alternate titles, because I have a feeling they're golden. Uh, ooh, also known as Hammer of the Gods. Yeah, they don't look that good. Oh, that's disappointing. Sorry. All right, or... Yeah, it's not even loading for me. I was hoping it would have some kind of, like, tool time joke to it. But, um, yeah, it's just titles with Thor in front of the word Hammer of the Gods in different languages. How disappointing. Well, you know, they weren't going for creativity here. Clearly. they were. Well, they had to put a lot of energy into the CGI. 
We'll get to that. I'm sorry, everyone. No, do not dare apologize for this. You have no idea how happy this made me. It made me really happy. I'm glad. Good. Uh, Before we get to our big features of the episode, let us talk about what else we've been watching as of recent. Um, okay. Would you like to go first? Sure. Hey, did I tell you that I watched a movie called The Canal? No, I watched The Canal a few weeks ago. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Was it, did you find it very upsetting? Yeah, but I'm going to talk about it later. I just didn't know if I brought it up yet. Okay, we can talk about that. We'll table that discussion for another time. Um... Did I tell you that I watched a movie called Atticus Institute? You did not. I, I watched this movie. I don't remember where we left off. I need to start marking You definitely it. didn't talk about that, because I would have okay. made it to Kill a Mockingbird joke. And I okay. didn't, so. You didn't? Uh-huh. No. Okay, I watched a movie called The Atticus Institute. It is streaming, I think. Yeah, that's probably how I watched it. Um, it's got Ethan from Lost in it. Um, okay. If that means anything Who's to Tom any- Cruise's cousin, by the way? Really? Yeah. Oh. All right. Sorry if that um, ruined him for you. No, it was just, that's a weird revelation. But, um... They're both kind of weird looking. Good, not great. Okay. It was like a horror, found fo- like thriller? What are we going for here? Found footage horror. Um, I don't, it's like a straight up blank kind of movie, but I don't know if that's evident when you first go in, so I don't want to say that. Gotcha. But, um... So it's a recommend, I- though, from you. Yeah, it's worth looking at. I wasn't. It didn't do anything crazy okay. for me. Like, but I mean, I watched it, and I remembered that I watched it, which is more than I can say for some. Uh, yeah, for you, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So thanks. Um, I then watched. Wow, I'm not even gonna. How do you say this word? It's that movie with Toby Jones, and it's something Sound the Studio. Sound Studio. I watched that. Yeah. I have, have a feeling I'm going to be bored watching that. No, don't say that. I don't think you will be. Okay. I really don't think you will be. Um, it. I watched it with Zach. He was very affected by it. It worked for him in a way that it did not work for me. Mm, okay. Um, but that being said, I didn't find it boring or hard to follow or obtuse or anything. Is that a one sitting kind of movie? Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. I Please, yeah, yeah, I would definitely. I think you're doing yourself and the film a disservice if you Fair break enough. it up. Um, but yeah, recommend. For sure. I, I really like Toby Jones. He's really good in it. It's really good. And I think you'll appreciate it because it is a, a film that a genre fan would enjoy. Okay. There are things that made me giggle that I don't think someone who didn't have a love of the, of the genre as a whole mm-hmm. would, would, would appreciate. Okay. But um, yeah. Yeah, you should watch it. I've been debating for a long time, kind of heard mixed things. Like, And a lot of people really like it. It's just my worry was the way some people talked about it. I'm like, it sounds kind of boring. Well, but... I can see that, yeah. Okay. Because it's it's a very tiny, tight, small movie. Mm. But like in, in the good ways that that can be. Okay, okay. I'm, I'll put it on the long list. Yeah, I if you're if you're clicking past it and it pops up and you have the slightest inclination to mm-hmm. turn it on, you should. I don't think you'd be disappointed. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Well, I know you saw Mad Max as well. Yes. So I saw Mad Max. Oh my God! Did it change your life? A little bit. Um. So I didn't see it like I know you just saw it. I didn't see it like right away like everybody else did. Everybody um, else other than me. 
Yeah, I, but everybody saw it like legit straight out the box. Yeah, and it was, like, you couldn't I, go on the internet because I'm like, it's like yeah. there was a party and I wasn't invited to the party. Yeah, I didn't go right away because I honestly didn't have very high hopes for it. Because it the had trailer been trailer not get you the trailer got the me. trailer the trailer was awful I thought the trailer was terrible and it had been shelved so many times and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and like some some of the scenes in the trailer looked so overblown like unnecessarily so oh, there's no and, such thing as unnecessarily overblowing something and I was just like nah, that's what she said and exactly I, and I was like Meh. but and then I'm not gonna lie for the first twenty minutes I was like I'm out I don't like this Ooh. this is dumb I want to leave. I'm not going to like this. I am going to be the asshole that doesn't like this. Um, and, and then you would have I, been if you didn't like it. I know. And then I loved it. And yeah. and I cried and it changed my life. And Didn't it have like, everything you've ever wanted in a movie, basically? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was perfect. It was. It, yeah, I would say it was a perfect movie. It was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and I, I did like it. And I was prepared to... To, to not because like things people were saying I was like really I, yeah it was one I was starting to get worried about it being over not overpraised but just that the things like even without paying attention to what people were saying yeah it was still like I would I saw the picture of the guitar player and I saw all these articles about how pro woman it was and even then I'm like well, I'm like I, you know I'm going and I'm really excited to see it like I just I hope it didn't that it has that I'm not going to be surprised by anything. That was my worry because I think yeah. I heard so much that I'm like, man, I really hope it's not like I've heard everything about it that there is to, to hear about it. Mm-hmm. But God, no. I, no, I enjoyed this movie more. The last time I have had, well, this isn't a good barometer because this was fairly recent. But the only time I've had this much fun at a movie was with Step Up 5. Yeah. Because no, it was just, I was smiling the entire movie. You know, I I can't speak for the two of us, but that might be the, the last time Zach and I had that much fun at a movie. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a really good point. It, and it, people have made um, comparisons to Snowpiercer, mm, okay. which... Which I also saw in the theater, and leaving the theater, I had a similar feeling, and like very upset and very okay. hopeless, <laughs> like really not feeling too good about things, which is good. I mean, huh. the, the movie did its job. Yeah, but um, I think it's a good comparison too because they both. The thing that I realized about, I'm like with Snowpiercer, it's not just a great concept, and it's not just a, like a really good action movie. It's made. I feel like I can feel the director's energy in that yeah. movie. I feel like everybody on set was going with it, and the director was like, "We're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it right," and everybody was there for it. And I mean, with this one, you get that because otherwise they would physically be dead because yeah. you know they wouldn't have been doing the stunts. Yeah, it it's it's great. Yeah. Um, um, best feminist action movie easily that I've ever seen. Oh, it's it's ugh. like it's just so good. So, like there there are so many things. The more I like think about it, that um, like and there is I don't know. Have you seen the Tumblr of uh, all of like the memes people have made of like feminist Mad Max? I've seen things pop up. There, I there's a lot that are really good, and it is like it's just the whole everything about. Um, my my next kitten's name, Imperata Furiosa, best kitten name ever. Everything about her character is just perfect. It's the, you know, kind of just letting her just be awesome and letting her and Max respect each other and all that. Mm-hmm. But something else I realized that, like, I really appreciated was the scene where, and this isn't spoiling anything, 
there is like one use of female nudity, but it's not you like it's done in a way where you kind of think you're gonna see like a buck naked woman. Yeah. You don't and it's like it was this kind of choice where they kind of had to express that there's a naked woman up here, but by not, and I have no problem with nudity in film, but the idea that if they had kind of showed her buck naked, it would have kind of felt like it was pandering to yeah. a certain audience, and that they didn't have to because, but they didn't have to cover it up in like an awkward forced way of not showing her naked. Like the way just that was handled made me so happy because I'm like, that's exactly how you do that in this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You don't get coy about it, but you don't force it. When when you can, just because you can. It was just perfect movie. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Just so yes. good. It was very good. Yep. And this, by the way, this podcast is powered by a guitar player with a flame. Uh, it, that was so stupid. And no, it wasn't. It was awesome. It was dumb. It was awesome. But it was really great. It was so great. Um, I love the drum guys, too. The drum I guys were too. awesome. I did too. Like I kind of hope that would be my job in in that scenario. Uh, just oh, really, I would be the old lady them. with the seeds. Oh, they were too badass for me. I would. I'm not that badass. I wish she I was that ours? badass. You stop it. No, I you'd mean be, like you'd be the old lady that the old lady with the seeds hangs out with. Okay, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, we'd hang out. Yeah. All right, we got that. See, we, we got our plan. There you, go. There you go. We did it. Glad we resolved yeah, so, that. I'm glad you went and saw it in the theater. I know that you in theaters sometimes. Well, I did. Actually, I'm really happy with how I saw it. I went to the AMC Empire Theater for it, and I did the 3D Prime. You did 3D? I did 3D. I did 2D. Oh, 3D worked great. Really? I'm, 3D makes me like not feel hot sometimes. I'm not always crazy, especially since I've started wearing glasses. I'm not always crazy about 3D because I have to put them on top of my glasses, which isn't always yeah. comfortable. Um, but I kind of felt like with this one, I'm like, if I'm going to see a movie in 3D, it's going to be a step up movie or a Mad Max movie. Let's yeah. face it. Uh, but I, but I don't know if you have this at your theater's prime. No. What it I don't is. I know what that is. Okay. I hate living in Texas. Tell me what that is. Okay. It's magical. <laughs> so the seats, they're like lazy boys. They recline and they're oh, really? really soft and comfortable. And there you pick your, you pick where you're sitting too. Uh, apparently the sound is like enhanced where you hear it, like you can feel the sound, quote unquote, which I really uh-huh. I just think when it's really loud, your chair kind of vibrates. Um, but the other great thing about it is it makes the rows much more divided. So like it was, a, I went Sunday morning, there was very few people in the theater, but there were people sitting in front of me. I didn't know they were sitting in front of me for most of the movie because it gives you this really big separation so, like, if you're somebody like me, who one of the reasons you don't go to the movies is because you can't stand the people that go to the movies. Yeah, it's a really good way to see a movie. So, and it was well, I think exciting. two bucks more, and it was worth it for me, who doesn't go often. And on a Sunday morning, it meant it was like fourteen dollars instead of twelve. So, yeah, yeah, I was happy with my choice. Well, I'm glad. That's mm-hmm. kind of like what they do with the Alamo with the reserving seating. Yeah. but I don't know if they have recliners. I know they have those little box seats in the. But I don't go there very often. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to fancify a movie theater. Yeah. I am all for the European style of like 25 bucks for the movie, but you can order your food and you can relax. And like, I would totally be in for the deluxe movie theater experience over mm-hmm. the pay more money than I want to for a mediocre movie experience. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay. That's me, though. 
No, you you speak truths. I like being fancy sometimes. You are a very fancy lady. Indeed. I am drinking wine from a plastic cup right now. What? It's an unbreakable wow, wine glass. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've managed to break but, them. But. Like Bruce Willis, right? Um, except with more hair. Nice. Which is kind of weird for wine, but I'm going <laughs> with it. <laughs> you. Yeah, more movies. I do. I'll go fast, though. You can take your time. I got nowhere to go. Um, I watched Masters of the Universe. What prompted that? Because it's great. Well, but I know I, that. I mean, we just got a Roku. I think I might have mentioned this. Oh, okay. And it was just, like, playing on, like, some... Roku was like, hey, watch this. And I was like, all right. All right. Um, that's a that's a childhood favorite. Like, that yeah. de- determined a lot of, like, my kind of understanding of what life would be like as an adult. I think I kind of thought I would be Courtney Cox and run into masters from other universes, but that didn't happen, sadly. Yeah, I, I forgot how much I liked it. Like, if you would have told, like, mm-hmm. I, I would have been like, yeah, I saw it a bunch of times when I was a kid. But, like, it really stuck with me, and it's really awesome. It's really There's a lot good. of sparkly stuff in that movie. Yeah, I <laughs> like think it's, it's a gl- great There's movie. a lot of glitter. It holds up, is what I'm saying. Good, good. So, um, yeah, I watched... A documentary called The Source Family, I think that's what it's called, about, like, cults and guys Ooh. doing things, and I don't know. Any good? I I thought I liked that subject matter, but then I watched this, and I was like, I guess I do. I don't know. The dude was so dislikable that the whole time, like, they never talked to him, so I'm like, so he's dead, right? He's dead. <laughs> he's gonna die. He's dead. Like, I did not like him. So I just waited to find out if he died. That was basically what kept me hanging on. Okay. It's on Netflix, if you're into that. I mean, I really like cults. Not like I want to be in one. No, maybe that's what I do too. Maybe you should take a look at it. Okay. It's interesting. Okay. They talk a lot about food and nutrition at the beginning, and I was into that. And then they (laughs) stopped, and I got sad. Do they, like, give recipes or? No, not that in depth. The Source family? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I watched a movie called Honeymoon. Have you seen it? Ooh, yeah. Wasn't it my I Netflix recommend a few weeks ago? I hated it. You did? I don't ever remember. I never remember. I know. I, you don't listen to me. Sometimes they even write it down and I forget. Mm-hmm. You recommended it? I did. I really liked it. I hated it. What? Why? Why'd you hate it? Did you just... I feel like that's a movie you, you get with the characters or you don't and then... Oh, you know, I hated them. Oh. See, like, they just... I Part of me hated them because they remind me of, like really pretty people I know who live in Brooklyn. But mm, the other I part see. was just like, ah, you know, like they're in love. I like they're they have terrible American accents, but they're in love and I'm with them. And I thought they it was really I found it really sad cuz it was like it did the thing that I can't stand. It had potential and then it wasn't good. Oh, see, I liked it all the way through. Mm. I thought it was creepy and sad cuz I thought just by by minimalizing it so much. <laughs> you said that cute. Me. You. Um, yeah, I yeah, I have strong, strong feelings about it. If you, this is a movie. If you wrote everything down and handed it to me on a piece of paper, I would go like, "Yes, please, give me this." Hmm. And then I decided that I didn't want it once you gave it to me. <laughs> it was they were so unlikable, and their choice. I cannot stand when I don't understand characters' choices. Like fine, I don't agree with your choices, but make me understand why the character made that choice. Okay, that's fair. And it took an interesting turn. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, don't want to spoil mm-hmm, it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a really interesting turn, and I was like, yeah, cool. 
but ugh, I don't know. Sad face. I wanted to like it. I'm. I. I did like it. I wanted. I'm glad you to like that you it. liked it. I'm sad you did not like it, but it's all right. Um, I did like the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> the new one. It's pretty good. Is it good? It's pretty good. Antonio Banderas is oh, in it. I, I do love me some Antonio. I like. I don't know. SpongeBob's really funny. And I agree. Movie, SpongeBob is funny. This movie's real funny, and it's really cute. And there's these um. Pigeons in it? Are they pigeons? Are they seagulls? Maybe they're seagulls. Yeah, they're seagulls. That would make sense if they were pigeons. And pigeons Anyways. are like flying rats, if that helps. But they're they've not... been in New York for a while, so I don't know if you remember. I know. I forget sometimes because when I see them around here, they're cute. Mm. But the seagulls are real funny. So if you're ever like, hey, SpongeBob, I'm in the mood for a funny seagull movie. Oh, it's so cute. Though. I can either watch The Little Mermaid or the SpongeBob movie. Then I think you should give SpongeBob a chance. Um, <laughs> um, I watched a movie called Repentance. I don't think I know this one. Yeah, it was on Amazon Prime, okay. I'm going to say. Um, it is Forrest Whitaker mm-hmm. and Anthony Mackie. Okay. Sadly, it was not good Aww. because I like two, those two people very much. Yeah, I like Anthony. Anthony Mackie is Falcon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Um, so yeah, it wasn't very good. Okay. Not um, a recommend. Eh. Eh. It was like, it was like a taut thriller, but like, meh. Um, <laughs> I watched another documentary because I don't understand Bitcoins. So I watched a docu- documentary. What's a Bitcoin? Right? It's called The Rise and Rise of Bitcoins. If you were ever interested in Does it explain in what a Bitcoin is? Yeah. Um, Does, in like 90 you, minutes or? Yeah, you know what a Bitcoin is though, right? Like theoretically. It's like internet money. Oh, okay. It's oh, like, you know what I've decided? I've decided this is something I'm going to try to stop doing. I'm going to, because I've been in like two meetings in the past week where the person like running the meeting has been like, well, you know, uh, like you understand how it works, right? And like, you can't say no, because then you sound like an idiot. No. So you're just like, yeah. But like really what they should, like they should like find another way of doing it. Like where you kind of explain what it is. And you're like, you know, like a Bitcoin, like that thing on the internet where you get, like, you know that, right? Like. Yeah. No, I just you you know the the idea of it. It's like digital money. Okay, that that okay. that makes sense to me now. Okay, yeah. Other than that, I didn't really understand it. Did- I mean, ain't gonna lie, I could give you after watching this, give you a vague definition, but there's still <laughs> aspects of it I don't understand. Could you do a PowerPoint on it? Mm, a basic one, so like no, a real, like no a animation, sim- but maybe some clip art. Cause definitely clip art, and I could. After you walked away, you'd be like, "All right, I get what that word means." I can summarize now. that PowerPoint, okay. <laughs> but you wouldn't be. I don't think you'd feel comfortable um, starting to use bitcoins. I understand doing your own PowerPoint from that. Okay, yeah, I got you. so. So yeah, if you're interested in bitcoins at all, which I am, I think it's fascinating. Hmm. Mm. Um, finishing it up, I decided to watch Wreck. Because I had never actually seen it. Ooh. I had seen Quarantine. Okay. Um, what yeah. was your experience then? Because I had seen them in the... I had seen Wreck first. You saw Wreck first. Um, it's way better than Quarantine. It is. Yeah. Like, shockingly. Uh, who, and it's weird because it's... Quarantine's really close to it. Yep. Um, like, there's very little differences. Yep. And yet, Wreck is just much, much better done. 
Yep. There are parts of, I, it's been a real long time since I saw quarantine, but there are parts of Wreck where I, like, I could, it was almost like I had seen it before, literally seen it before. Right. Because it, it was... Yeah, quarantine's really close. Exactly the same, filmed exactly mm-hmm. the same way. But it was so much better. It's shocking yeah. how, like... How different that was. I, I think I will revisit quarantine just to see. Yeah, because it's one of those cases where, and I feel like this happens a lot when you remake something, when you follow it so closely, but you make tiny changes, those tiny changes end up being like, you have to analyze them. Yeah. Like, why did they choose to do that? Like, and it makes, suddenly you notice those. Like the only, like one of the big differences I can remember is like, in quarantine, in the beginning when she's doing the kind of woman, like news woman, like kind of like flighty, like lighthearted news stuff. Yeah. And she's interviewing the firefighters. There's in the, in quarantine, there's a part where like the firefighters are kind of like talking about how they're going to get with her, like Ugh. that kind of thing. And it's like this tiny thing. And it's not that weird for a movie, but because they don't do it in wreck, it stands out so much more. Yeah. Because you like it better when they don't do it in yeah, wreck. Yeah. It's, it's. It, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched Rec 2 after that. Okay. I would figure you would. Um, and this will continue. I will mm-hmm. continue to watch them. Um, wow. Not as good. I'm trying to... Re- I remember people going crazy for Rec 2. Mm. And I liked the idea of how they did it, where it's kind of like a straight continuation of that night. But I remember like feeling like... I don't know. I don't think it's nearly as good as the first one. Yeah. And I didn't get why everybody thought it was. It's just, it does so many things that I just, uh, that I, I can point to. I feel to like I remember things. too involving a lot of like found footage of my characters I hated. Like there's more teenagers in it. There are teenagers. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is, it reads very much, it plays very much like a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, which the I think is what some people too. might have liked about it. but The first one totally does. So I can't fault, I can't say I liked it in the first one, didn't like it in the second one. But the second one gets real, like, th- there's, like, the the switching perspective, like, camera in camera. So you can look at the other yeah. person's camera. And, and then, like, switching cameras. So then you're using, you're with those guys' as cameras. And now there's new people, so you're using that mm-hmm. camera. And yeah, then I remember that person. now. Oh, it made me, like, it gave me fatigue. Understood. So um, I will watch the third one. Have you seen the third one? I have. The third one was was funny. Is that because... the one on a plane, right, or something? No, 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 no. The one on the plane is quarantine too. Oh, okay. So there's no wreck on a plane. Not yet, Zach. There's no wreck on a plane. Oh, we're disappointed now. We've been waiting for it. Well, no, part three is fun because three is wreck at a wedding. Oh, excited! So that's kind of fun. Hey, um, does, does does that one lady? Spoiler alert! Everybody, stop listening. Um, <laughs> does that one lady keep showing up? Um, I feel like. <laughs> oh, see, Just, three. Here's the thing about three that's really interesting. Wait, wait. I think the answer is no, but I believe she does in part four. I haven't seen part four yet, but I've heard she does. Interesting. Yes. Um. What part three? Um. I watched it with Brannon, who hadn't seen the first two, because mm-hmm. I asked the internet if that was okay, and the internet told me, yes, you do not have to see part one and two to watch three, okay. because Wreck 3 is basically takes place the same time as Wreck. Interesting. In a difference. It's like this countryside wedding. Uh, so it's just done com- somewhere completely else 
at the same time has a very different tone. It's a little bit like gets a little kind of goofier, um, but still uh-huh. has weight to it. I like three. I'll be very curious what you think of three because it's very different from the first two. All right. What well, it was, I'm probably was, gonna. Think, I'm gonna watch you, it soon because they're all on instant. I think. I don't know. They still are. Um, they weren't. I have okay. not been getting them that way. I think Rec Three is on instant launch. Check Netflix because I'm pretty sure Rec Three is. There. Okay, I know the fourth one definitely is. Oh, I haven't watched the fourth one yet. Then I will watch the fourth one. Um, the one, Rec Two, Rec Three. Tone. I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. It's okay. It had something to do with the thing and the other thing, and maybe one other. thing thing about the thing we were thinking about Mm, things yeah point being i want to hear what you think of rec three yeah because it's different oh i know what i'm saying the first two i think it was a team it was a pair of directors Mm -hmm. um both of whom have done really interesting things on their own one of the guys did sleep tight which is amazing if you haven't watched it yet uh and then i think what they did was one of them directed three and the other one directed four so from what I've heard, that kind of explains the tonal difference. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting way of doing it. Okay. That was the thing that I was thinking. So. I'm well, thank you for thinking that out loud yeah. to me. Yeah. AKA telling me. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more? I'm done. Okay. Um, I have a few, a very random mix. Uh, what, I went through a couple of my DVR TCM movies, mm-hmm. one of which was The Ice Follies of 1939. Okay. Um, so when you say ice skating, you're generally going to have me like recording something. When you say ice skating and Joan Crawford... Oh, that's right up your alley, huh? Uh-huh. Um, this, it wasn't particularly good, but it was interesting for a few reasons. This was, um, Joan Crawford's still pretty young in it, and she plays this, like, young ingenue actress who's mm-hmm. married to Jimmy Stewart. Uh, and he's, like, an ice figure skating choreographer, and she's a young would-be actress. And basically, it's about her signing a contract with a studio and how, like, horrible that life is because then they just make you do everything and you never get to see your husband again. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also a lot of figure skating in it. So, like, there's not that much. But then, like, the last 20 minutes are just this, like, wacky, bizarro figure skating extravaganza. Um, So, ultimately, it's a five-star movie. Well, fantastic. Because that's all that matters is that it ended with a man dressed as a cat with, like, this, like, monster cat playing the violin on ice skates. I'm happy when you give that to me. Um, follow that up with another Joni movie, Johnny Guitar, which mm-hmm. the Gentleman's Guide reviewed fairly recently. Um, for what this is, it's good. I'm not a big Western fan. Uh, I can appreciate a good Western, but I have to, it has to be a really good Western for me to really get into it. This one, if it wasn't Joan Crawford, I would have probably not watched all of it. It's really, really pretty. It's um it's good you know, it it's fine. It's just a kind of so much of it is kind of getting into that mode of like I feel like when you watch a Western you're not just watching like, oh yeah, I I like this is a tale of redemption or this is a tale of vengeance or whatnot mm-hmm. there's also that like but i'm watching a western like it's the way you know people dismiss musicals as like oh i hate musicals but i love this one and this one and this one which people always hear. yeah kind of feel like like that's sort of me with westerns it's like oh, i'm not a big fan of them 
Except but, for the ones that you are. Exactly. Yeah. And with this one, it was it was good. It just wasn't, it was only for me because it was really interesting to see it kind of be about two powerful feuding women, mm-hmm. um, which was inter- a good aspect to it. It was just overall, I just had a hard time really, really giving myself over to it, I guess. Yeah. Have they remade anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, if, I unless know. you're it talking about seemed, bad girls. You it know. just seemed rife for the re- remake. I, yeah. That's a good point. Especially like after, because you keep getting these like mini Western renaissances. Yeah. Suddenly right? people want to see Westerns and then like one Western flops. And they're like, oh, no Westerns for the next 10 years. Yeah. that's tr- are we, We're in the no Western period, right? I think we are back to the no Western period. Okay. Well, yeah. it'll come back soon. We'll, we'll give it time. Back around. Yeah. Uh, I watched, <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious if you've seen this and what you think of it. Brian De Palma's Mission to Mars. Um, I can't speak to it because it's been, it's been that long. This is such a weird like, movie. Like, Zach brings it up, and I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I, I have that little memory of it. It is... It, oh, man. I, I wish you'd remembered, because it is... That is... Yeah. Hold on. It's, it's uh, Tim Robbins, Don Cheadle, Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, right? And his, Gary Sinise's hair is weird or something. I don't remember his hair. He's wearing a helmet, like a space helmet, for a lot of it, because he goes to space. I just literally typed in www.missiontomars. <laughs> Is there a URL for it? No, I, don't, I think I spelled mission wrong, you guys. <laughs> There's no H, Christine. Mission. <laughs> What's weird about this movie is... It, I have never watched this movie as a De Palma fan, quote Okay, because it, it's... I feel like you could watch it that way completely differently than if you're just watching it. Yeah. Because there are very small De Palma... Like, the, the opening scene is like a um, barbecue... And it took me like a few minutes to, re- to realize, I think this is what, either one No, his shot. hair is so weird, Emily. Is it weird? I don't remember yeah. it weird. I'm just, he was wearing a helmet for a long part of the movie. All right, everyone. I was distracted by the product placement for Dr. Pepper and M&M's. Oh, really? There was so much product placement for How do you put M&M's? Like, how do you leave Mission to Mars and be like, M&M's, that's all I remember about the movie. Although Mission to Mars, I get it. Mars That's Bars? actually brilliant. M M and M. Ah, no, see, I was, see what they did. The stills I'm looking at on IMDb make it look very pretty. Here's the thing: it's two, year 2000. The year, yes, year the year 2000. 2000. And so it's for what it was doing. The CGI, some of the CGI was really impressive, and some of it's aged really well. Like the actual Mars landscape, I think looks really good. Uh, watching it today on just DVD, it the world looks great, and then there's some things that happen, uh, and I don't want to spoil it, but like the finale, there's something that happens, and you're like, oh god, they really couldn't do better than that. Um, so there's some really poor CGI, and there's some uh-huh. good CGI, kind of depends. But the tone of this movie is so baffling. Because I start the movie, and it was one of those, like, I didn't know if I was going to write about it or not. Because I, assu- I had, like, assumed it was kind of a thriller. Because it was Brian De Palma. Like, the poster art and everything makes it look pretty intense. So I start watching it. And within, like, 20 minutes, there's a windstorm on Mars that literally somebody gets sucked into. And they get, their body gets torn apart. Mm-hmm. Like, you see it spinning them. And then you just see their limbs and heads shoot away. And I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. All right. So I keep watching the movie and I'm taking some notes and I, you know, and then it's over and I'm like, it kind of turns in tone for a little bit. 
And then I look it up and it was rated PG. And I'm like, but, mm-hmm. but I don't understand. Like somebody got torn apart in front of me. That's not a PG movie. And so, and then like when I started looking through it, it seemed like the kind of movie that was done as a, it's a Disney production technically. Mm-hmm. It's sort of based on a Disney attraction. Mm-hmm. But yet you have people dying and people getting torn up, but then your tone shifts. It's just weird. It is such a strange movie that clearly was very confused as to who it was being made for. Yeah. Um, and was just, you could tell the budget just kept getting bigger to the point where things got very confused. Um, so I really want you to watch it. I think that it would be an easy sell for the other person in my house. There you so go. I, it, it was a long way done. to Netflix, but you know, there's other ways to find movies. It shall be done. Indeed. Uh, also on TCM, I watched April in Paris, which is a musical for the people that hate musicals, um, with Ray Bulger and Doris Day. Uh, that's fine. Some good, some good songs. Ray Bulger is fun to watch because he's just a kind of a, like, wiry, goofy dancer. So that was all right. Um, I watched, uh, on Netflix Instant, a excellent movie that I debated having as my instant watch recommend, but I Mm. changed Hmm. gears. Um, this one should get attention soon because I think the filmmakers have another movie now that people are talking about. So the one I watched was called Resolution. Um, it's the same team that made the movie called Spring, I think. Yeah, which yeah. Which people I haven't, have been to really watched. talk about. So Resolution's on Instant Watch. It's, it's really good. It's about, um, these two friends who one of the friends is kind of addicted to something i forget what some kind of mm-hmm. drug that the kids had taken and he's kind of just holed up in a cabin in the middle of nowhere so his friend who's really put together and everything uh go basically goes and, and chains him to the wall and says like i'm giving you a week i'm gonna get you clean or i'm gonna walk away like i want to help you and it's done so well where the like main character is just so likable and natural and like you just kind of get on his side and like want kind of the best for him right away. And he's, he's a really natural actor where it's a lot of like small things happening that you manage to really care about. I think really primarily because of the performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has like just some weird things happening. It ends on a really interesting note that you wouldn't, expect it to end where it does i guess um so i'd be curious what you think it was i thought it was just really good and i was really happy to see it because it was the kind of movie i'd watch and be like i really want to see what else these guys can do and apparently they can do other really good things if the internet is telling the truth yeah so give it a go resolution yeah um so uh, interesting there's a segment in vhs viral which I didn't see. I haven't seen yet either. No, okay. I it's haven't been on seen my queue because I feel like now I have to put myself through it. And so you're this is getting this is getting your thumbs up. Resolution is getting my thumbs up. Okay. I can't tell you anything about VHS viral based on the no, YouTube. But VHS. I mean if 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 resolution is getting your thumbs up. I really liked it. I thought it had okay. it shall be done. Yeah, it's it's an unusual genre movie and I appreciate uh, that. All right, all right. Um, another instant watch horror movie I watched this morning, because I like to start my Mondays off with a little bit of, uh, you know, 2015 horror. Would you rather? <gasps> I can't wait to watch it. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, really? Yeah. Is it funny? Is it funny? 
that fucking cover is so good. That po- poster or whatever it is. Which one? The cover with I've only seen the cover with the eyeball. Yeah, it's so cool. It's it's a good. It's um. Is it funny? There's there's like kind of a wicked sense of humor to it. I'm just judging by the cast. Well, it's a great cast. And it's, what it's called. It's John Hurd. Um, Jeffrey Sasha Combs, Gray is in it. Sasha Gray. Uh, the dude from Agent Carter. Um, Peggy Olsen's ex-boyfriend, Abe. Um, the dude from uh, the, that show with the Scientologists. I don't know what that the, is. And the list. Um, my name's Earl. Earl. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The cast is so fucking it's, good. It's a really good cast. Please tell me that you loved it more than anything. I didn't love it more than anything. Oh, bummer. I liked it a lot. I thought it was just very well done. Um, I think so I would have. I would have loved it more if I hadn't seen Thirteen Sins, which is a very kind of similar premise. And I thought 13 I Sins, haven't seen that. I loved Thirteen Sins. <laughs> you should watch Thirteen Sins also, but maybe watch Would You Rather first, so that you get the reverse comparison. Okay, because cool. both films do a thing that I really appreciate, which is they give you likable, nice protagonists, mm-hmm. um, put them in a really tough situation where they have to make really bad decisions mm-hmm. um and then but but because they've given you kind of a weight like everything has a weight to it so it's not just teenagers getting hacked off or teenagers being shitty to each other like mm-hmm. it's real people who have to are forced to make these kinds of crazy decisions and stuff huh um yeah and what's his name uh the penguin from gotham is in it oh really yeah. This is 2012? 2012. Yeah, a few years ago. Why do I feel like I'm just now hearing about it a uh, lot? Because it's just Kim to Instant Watch? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it was right before that, too. Because I, I was looking at Sasha Gray's um, IMDb, and I just noticed that this is af- I put on there before Open Windows, and I would have told you that this was hmm. more recent. Have you watched Open Windows yet? I have not. I want to talk to you about it. I'm going to put it on my list also. <laughs> I'm so excited open to watch windows. this. But yeah, I recommend... The next... Would you rather? The next time you talk to me, I will have seen it. Okay. I guess that's my rule. The next time I should have seen Open Windows. Well, just because I want to talk to you about okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, then. All right. Uh, also, an instant watch, The Decent One, which was a documentary about... Shit. Hitler's second in command. I watched a whole documentary about him and I forgot his name. Was it Himmler? Sure. Similar. Um, interesting way of doing the documentary. Basically, it's um, the director had obtained letters from Himmler, we think. Uh, sure. To his wife and to his mistress and like other letters back to him and all that. So it's just kind of reading letters over some real footage and some, I think, stage footage. Uh, if you're interested in Nazis, it's a pretty interesting watch. I actually am. You might enjoy this. It's what it does is it basically, um, like he's still like, he's, he, you know, he is a monster. He is one of the main instigators of the Holocaust. Basically. Mm -hmm. He's the one that like figured out the best way to do things. Um, but what the movie does is it gives you context to like, he was also, married and loved his wife and loved his daughter and like it's just it's that way of like forcing you to look at this monster as a man Mm -hmm. that just in itself is kind of 
an interesting way of seeing history, I guess. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, there's some footage that isn't very pleasant to watch, but it's mm, yeah, kind of should be because I know when I hear the Holocaust wasn't a good time for anyone. That's the tough thing about kind of finding it historically fascinating is that it's right. As a result, you're seeing some awful things that you don't yeah. really want to say in your head. But hey, mm-hmm. uh, okay, two more. Uh, also in TCM, mystery of the Wax Museum. 1930s or early 40s horror movie british uh i love me it sounds like it it wax museums are just great uh this i had never heard of it's a wax museum horror movie there is a dude he runs a wax museum everybody's like wow those wax figures look so real (gasps) that's because they're dead bodies waxed over into wax figures uh it's pretty cool and pretty grisly for its time like, there's a scene where kind of, like, you see what's under the wax, and it ain't so pretty. So this was a fun one. And then the last thing I watched, also an instant watch, was uh, the Disney animated Robin Hood. Okay. Oh, fun fact. When I was a wee gal, uh-huh. I had to go over to my grandmother's house. I hate this grandmother. I hate her. <laughs> what I will say is that most of the time, I could watch Muppet movies. Um, sometimes she would put this movie on and I would be so pissed off <laughs> that it wasn't a Muppet movie that I don't know if I actually hate this movie or if I'm just or if mad you hate it because you hate your fucking grandmother who didn't like the Muppets. So is this a good movie, Emily? I really liked it. Yeah, it's charming. Um, the music is great. Uh, and it's, it's a really different kind of Disney movie to me because I like, and it's funny because I remember... I used to see it a lot. I think they used to show it, like, in elementary school. And to me, it wasn't what I liked from Disney movies as a kid, because I was more like, I want princesses, because I'm lame. Um, You were adorable. Yeah, but, like, Little Mermaid was my favorite movie of all time as a kid. Me too. Yeah, but... Labyrinth. I mean, you know, just the feminist in me is very disappointed in myself with that. Well, we were just... We were little. We didn't know. know. She had great hair. I know. Um... But so this one, as a kid, I just didn't, never paid attention to. It was one of Brandon's favorites, and so we, we watched it, and it's really charming. Just the voice over the voice acting is great. It's Peter Ustinov as the big villain, and he's having so much fun. Um, it's really funny. It's uh, the way they kind of do it with sort of like Brandon pointed out. It's a small southern town with like British overlords, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's really an interesting kind of voice dynamic. Uh, and the music's really good. It's charming. It's great. If you have kids, show it to them. But if you're just like, I kind of want something innocent, it's a good watch. And it's so short. Like, it just flies right by. Okay. Yeah. Those, I believe you. Those are my watches. Hooray! Minus my instant recommend, which I'll get to later. Me too, even though I already said it. But me too. You're all for Yeah, like, I'm going to edit that. It's <laughs> just confusing. All right, so... Should we take a break? Well, we are going to take a break. Yeah, let's There's no take choice a break. in that. But do you want? What do you want to talk about first, Christine? Mm, let's talk about Thor. Oh, you want to talk about Thor first? All right. Yeah. So we're going to come back and talk about 2009's Hammer of the Gods. Thank you. 
now is the time when we time travel back to any idea when this movie takes place? <laughs> Vikings. Viking we travel back to Vikings. Yeah. Uh, to somewhere in like Bulgaria or wherever they filmed Romania. Uh, CGI screen. I don't know. Yes, CGI stand. <laughs> <laughs> The capital of which is Juve Bolistan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, come back with us to a, a, a simpler time. A simpler time. <laughs> a wonderful time, if you will. Christine, tell me what this movie's about. Because I'm honestly not really sure if I know. Okay, I think I might know. Okay. Okay. okay, so there are these guys, and two ladies are with them, but also there's mostly guys, and they're on a boat, and they end up at this place, and I think they call it Midgard, but even though in the other Thor movie, Midgard is Earth, but I don't think it was Earth. Anyways, they get there, there are these wolf creatures, but then something fishy happens, and I'm like, this is going to play out a certain way, and then, spoiler alert, it does, the wolf <laughs> creatures actually turn into people, or vice versa, and then... Zachary Ty Bryan, who I think is just going by Zachary Bryan at this time. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's uh, yeah, he's respectable now, Christine. His name is Thor. So, like, you don't know where this is going to go, right? No, it's not he, Thor at first, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is it? Is it Thor from the beginning? Been Thor. Yeah, it was Thor. Oh, yeah, he it's just, Thor from the beginning. He just keeps having flashes of some dude that's clearly not him. <laughs> like a buff guy with, like, really long blonde hair and he's like why do i keep having these things these and then, sexy nightmares and then the, uh, people are like it's a thing prophecy prophecy that's the word so that you can get this hammer or there's gonna be a hammer and then blah 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 blah, blah. he prophecy gets the hammer hits these um wolves people and then it ends so it, d- it didn't actually have to be as long as it was because it was, it was like exactly 90 minutes long. It was timed it was, exactly for sci-fi's commercials. But it was, it felt like it was no. hours. Uh, we had such different experiences. I started watching it at night and like I was trying to plan it so that I would be able to finish it on my commute the next day. Uh-huh. But then like by the time I finally paused it to go to bed, I had like only had 20 minutes left. Uh-huh. And I was so sad because I'm like, oh no, I want more of this movie. Oh no. <gasps> um, now, why did you want to cover it? I don't know. Because as a goof, we put it on and watched the first like five minutes of it. And I went, oh my God, this is terrible. I should make Emily watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened. I'm better for it personally. Oh, I'm glad that it worked out. Yeah. This movie's terrible, but it's amazing. Like, it's... Because at first, I'm like, oh, this must have been the Asylum Thor. But no, this was 2009, which yeah. means, like, Kenneth Rada was like, you know, I could I could direct, like, the village and call it Thor, and people would still be happier than with this Thor. Yep. Um, so he set the bar nice and low, which was nice of this director who's name I probably can't pronounce because he's Eastern European of some sort. Uh, Todor Chapnikov. You did it. I tried. Uh, here, though, he's credited as Todor Tushko Chapnikov. So, you know. Um, this movie is really bad. It really is. Um, so I did tell you the plot. I don't know if you want to talk any more about the actual plot. 
Or if uh, you just the, want well, to talk about The only thing I guess we have characters. We have three brothers. So Thor oh. is the youngest. Who can even go ahead? I'm the sorry. I was just about to chill. Brother is na- so the best thing is that we get three brothers. So the um we get Thor, Baldor, and Ulfric. And Ulfric is, I think, a, the bastard son. So okay. he has no claim to the throne. But Baldor is the oldest, so he's supposed to be king. Um but the best thing is how all three brothers, presumably raised by the same parent, if not parents, all have different accents. All have different accents from different regions yep. of the world. It's well, amazing. Zachary Ty Bryant cannot keep it together. No, he's and this really movie, bad. He has Fifty-five different accents. Sometimes he's full-on Irish, and sometimes he just gives it up completely. Oh yeah, my my second note in watching this was what the hell kind of accent is he doing? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. My first note was, Brandon pointed this out, they're using the classic Jurassic Park font for their credits, which is always I a wise choice. I was told that that was the Mario font. Ooh. I don't know. You know, we got we to gotta bring it, take it to the tapes. Oh, the clearly. Tape. <laughs> clearly <laughs> we've, we've and some winners that are pointing out <laughs> the fonts. The, let's, we're just, let's just jump around because I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing specific to say about this other than to mock it. Okay, so character-wise, so we've got the three brothers. The, the yeah. one brother is the angry brother, and so yeah. you know he's going to be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the two chicks, so we have... Uh, Sif and Freya. Sif. Um, did you notice anything interesting about Sif? She was the brunette? No, Sif is the blonde. Oh. No, then, because I can't t- I don't know the difference at this point. <laughs> I okay. can't be trusted. Sif is the one who was in love with Ulfric. But then Ulfric kept thinking she was banging Zachary Ty Bryan. Well, uh, yeah, because I think she was, right? No, I think she just kind of resp- – I don't know. I, I thought they were like – I thought they were getting it. I was distracted by the fact that it's winter and everybody's wearing these heavy furs and she's just wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. That d- distracted me a little bit. Not yeah. as much as – I'm going to have to go back and take a picture of it. At one point, Ulfric um, – stands up and he, his shirt's off and it's just him bare chested he's wearing sweat point pants and you can no. see he's wearing sweatpants because you can see the elastic around his waist it is no. beautiful no yes 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 i i'm gonna i think i marked where yeah at one one hour and 10 minutes into the movie oh boy i'm gonna go in and take a screenshot of it because i was, want i want you to be wrong about this because that just is so upsetting it, but what happened to me was right. my phone what died. happened to me no, this was serious. This was a really serious situation, Christine. My <laughs> phone, I'm, I'm on a new phone. It's this whole thing. But the cord I was using to charge it is dead. So I couldn't charge my phone. So I had no life in my phone. So I had to really conserve it. So I couldn't take a picture of this moment. And it was really upsetting. I'm sorry that it's that okay. happened to you. I mean, you're not the one that drained the battery from my phone. But my point is, as a result, I didn't get that screenshot. But I'm going to get it before we publish this episode. Okay. It was beautiful. So we get that. Um, my other favorite, okay, so that's the, so the one chick wears a t-shirt and that, that's bothersome. Like, it's like red, right? Yes. But like, and like, she's very skinny too. So you're like, honey, if you were that skinny, you'd be very cold. She would be cold. She would not be able to handle that. No, I know. Um, my favorite note about Freya, who is, uh, the girlfriend of the oldest Baldor brother. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's psychic. She has visions and stuff. But the way she's psychic, all I could think about was Amanda Seyfried and Mean Girls. Yeah. 
she's it's really it's really vague yep. very selective it's like you saw something he's like yeah i saw a hammer you saw a hammer, hammer. yeah <laughs> it's wonderful guys how did she know um the dialogue so remember in season seven of okay i can talk because he has the headphones in all right so remember in season seven the episode where um we get a flashback to Anya's of Buffy I'm talking about of Anya's I, well, I knew when she said the season number yeah okay okay so you remember the episode where it's a flashback to like uh-huh. how she became Anyanka um, totally. you know how like it's it's her and the big guy from Parker Lewis can't lose yeah also NER. NER. Yeah. and it's I'm, them. Oh, I'm right there with you you're so <laughs> with me I love this who he should have played Thor he would have been a better Thor I know he would have been great uh but so it's the two of them and they're speaking like Swedish or Norwegian but it's clearly like they're reading it phonetically uh-huh. and like that's the joke and the whole thing was like they were supposed to like do the like it was going to be dubbed over but then Joss Whedon realized it was so funny to hear them speaking that way uh-huh. um, that's what everybody sounded like in this movie yeah like they all had different accents but they all were speaking in such like nobody understood any of their dialogue they were just reading it until the director was like uh okay no that's his line yeah I kind of observed that as it was well wonderful. like no one yeah no one really knew what they were saying no um, the, uh, let's talk about camera work for a moment mm-hmm. here. because when you're, you know, making a movie, you got cameras, you, you got, do have cameras, presumably you have equipment that the cameras go on. Who knows? So, like, Maybe when, not. When you're zooming or like doing like a long shot, it's not like it's a guy with a camera and he's walking up and pressing the zoom button. Like usually it's on a big wheelie thing and the wheelie thing moves over, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Not so much in Hammer of the Gods. No, not at all. In ha- my favorite was the scene where the camera's literally just, you could tell it's a handheld camera and the person's just moving it back and forth between characters and zooming yeah. it. It was wonderful. It looked really bad. It, yeah, and it wasn't even like Asylum bad. Where Asylum bad, it looks bad because usually it just looks really fake. Mm-hmm. This just looked really shitty. It did look really like, shitty. Like, no, they're filming in Bulgaria, but, like, it didn't snow that much, so they're just kind of, like, making do with what they got. And they're, like, walking through this place no one's ever been before, and there's, <laughs> and there's straight, like, a straight-up bridge. like it's like, like a, a candy really, bar wrapper on the ground. Really well-made bridge. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> left, like, like, dropped their issue of GQ, which is, you know, yes. I mean, it's from a few years ago, but still... Who are you kidding, is what I say. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, So we get werewolves. The werewolves wear pants. They do. So it's just, it's pants, bare chest, CGI werewolf head. Oh, and it's it's the best type of CGI werewolf head. (sighs) Where it looks like it's just hovering above everything. It's like you think it's good, and then Thor decapitates a werewolf. And then holds the CGI werewolf head. And it's a whole nother level at that point. Mm-hmm. You think it's good and then somebody moves and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, severed heads, like, are there's, there's like a rule of severed heads in cinema and theater. Which is, you have to be so careful because it is, nine times out of ten, they just look funny. Yes. Like, you can have a really serious scene where you can chop off a character that everybody loves. You chop off their head, 
and like you want to cry, but then somebody picks up the head and suddenly it's funny. Because there's mm-hmm. something about a severed head that makes everybody laugh. It brings, yep. like, if you're ever in a really tense situation with, I don't know, like, rulers of, of like, warlords and werewolves, and you're like, how do I lighten the mood? Just chop somebody's head off and hold it up in front of them. I'll remember that. Do. Please do. I shall. Now, so we get that, but we get, it's like he's holding up a CGI head. Yeah, it's, it's not great. And you just imagine what went into that of like the director being like, no, raise your hand higher. No, the computer is going to be over here. Oh, do you want to talk about him wrestling that big wolf? Because that's what I imagined that was like, too. (laughs) Oh, the, the, it's, it had to be a challenge, you know, People, people can be hard on actors who do a lot of action movies. Or like, oh, it's so much more real when they're, it's like a two-person scene and they're giving all this dialogue. No, man, it's got to be really hard to like be, I don't know, you and McGregor and do a Star Wars movie where like nobody's actually around you. You're just standing in front of a screen and yeah. like the PA is, is giving dialogue and you're reacting to it. Like that's got to be really hard. Really hard. Yes. I mean, imagine that only you're wrestling a, a werewolf that you know is going to look like shit anyway. Yeah. Presumably. Oh, it did though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Another thing that I really liked... There's a few scenes where characters are out of breath. Now, yep. it's, it's like, I get it, guys. Acting is hard. I'm not an actor. I'm not telling you how to do your job. But, like, <sighs> I got, <sighs> are you talking specifically about him? The, the scene, it's not just him. It's, it's him and, like, three other characters. I like, really only noticed him. They're out of breath. Like, they've just fought werewolves. And they're having a hard time breathing, but, like, it's literally as if the script read, breathe, and dialogue, and then breathe. We ran after them, breathe. So it's him being like, and then <gasps> we ran after <gasps> them. It's so, like, dude, just run a lap and then do that scene. Channel your inner Dustin Hoffman marathon man. Do it. <laughs> if you have oh, to. If that's what it takes to get that moment, you do it. Don't listen to I what Elizabeth Olivia that, has to say. Seth. Oh, can you imagine if they did a Hammer of the Marathon Man, where it's just Marathon Man, but with this exact same cast? Ugh. <laughs> just, or if they did, I don't know. Why do you say things like Give that? me another movie. Any movie in the world. The English Patient, but with these guys instead of the cast. Ugh. It's, it's just great. Um, the the wolves where they don't. I there may have been a pair of dungarees somewhere in this movie. Yeah, maybe the wardrobe like all around was kind of. They had to make it work. They did have yeah. to make quite a lot work. Yeah. Um, the wolves really wore like sensible slacks. I thought was kind of how I would describe. Their yeah. Outfit. Yeah. Like you could wear that to like a. I don't know, like a a work picnic, let's say, or something where you know. A work picnic. (laughs) We're a work picnic. Yeah, we're to a work picnic, guys. Yeah, you know. Um, I really like the scene where they run into the dude who they think might be a werewolf, but he's like, no, if you cut off my fingers, I'll prove that I'm not a werewolf. They're like, okay. (laughs) They cut off his fingers, and he's not a werewolf. Honestly, probably the high point for me. Is that a thing? Like, I, 
know that like oh it's, if you starfish i don't know if you shoot a werewolf with a silver bullet they're gonna die that's how you know it's a werewolf or if you cut off a werewolf's finger and then when he turns back into a human he's not gonna have a finger that's how you know he's a werewolf but if you're just like cut off my pinky it will show that i'm not a werewolf i don't know maybe this movie was trying to start something new that's possible it's like the twilight of sci-fi thor movies maybe mm-hmm. it could be Aye. Um, there's a great scene where they sneak into a cave and they're like trying not to be heard or seen. Uh huh. You know, um, again, I'm not a Viking. I don't You're know. You're not. But something tells me if I am sneaking into a dark cave and I don't want to be seen, mm-hmm. I should probably not, along with my entire team, be carrying a lit torch. I didn't pick up on that. I think mm. I was so checked out. Or were you By just so point, involved that you could look past this movie's flaws? Never. I can't look past any of its flaws. Oof. I, I know. It's a truly damning statement. <laughs> I mean, to me, this movie had no flaws. Oof. Uh, I mean, it had, it had a werewolf wearing elastic sweatpants. I want a picture of that, too. Oh, I'm going to do it. I don't know if I buy that. And I'm not, like, guys, I wear elastic sweatpants. I'm not judging that aspect of it. But I'm not a Viking werewolf. That's the difference between me and I have to cut your fingers off, to be sure, though. That's actually a really good point. Um, I'm just deciding which one to do that with. Maybe All all of them. (laughs) Oh. No, I I didn't mean it. Oh, okay. Can you cut my toes off? Yes. My My baby toe is really like an ugly little... Yeah, mine like too. Get or, get rid of those, right? right? Toes are just so ugly. Toes are it, the worst. Like baby toes are the worst. Like they're so misshapen that they look like weird little um, pigs in blanket that got like burnt, but like misshapen when you baked like, it. Honestly, we're so far along in evolution. Like we don't even need them. I don't get it. Why do we still have them? Get rid of them. Like you can't even put like nail polish on it because you have no nail there almost. Yeah. Right. You're yep. with me on that. I am completely with you on it. If I tried hard enough, without feeling any pain, I could get rid of that whole nail. Yeah. Boom. Done. I mean, it's the next step in evolution. This took an interesting turn. After werewolves wearing sweatpants. This took a a turn. It it took a great one, I think. Now, Zachary Ty Bryan. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Zachary Bryan. He was really trying to go legit at this point. <laughs> Do you think, was this like his audition for the like real Thor? Do you think he like sent this tape into Kenneth Branagh? No. I hope he listens to this and contacts oh us. God. I would love to interview Zach. Zachary Ty Bryan, I'm not saying you weren't good in Hammer of the Gods. I'm just... You tried. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey... Again, like, people always trash, like, actors that do sci-fi movies. If I were an actor, especially if I was, like, a like a Richard Mole type, where, like, I've done what I needed to do when I was younger to, like, get fame or get, you know, whatever, like, that part of my career is over, mm-hmm. I would only do sci-fi movies. I was going to say, you would exclusively do them, right? Because, like, you, you take Richard Mole, and you watch... Like, a sci-fi movie with Richard Mole is probably about one out of five sci-fi movies are going to have Richard Mole in it. Uh-huh. He's in the movie typically for, like, 15 minutes. The movie is always set somewhere exotic, like, you know, a jungle that's probably filmed in Costa Rica or Hawaii or somewhere beautiful. And you know they're like, hey, Richard Mole, would you like to come do snakes in the Alps or snakes in the Amazon I don't know. What's in it for me? Okay, well, we'll fly you out to Costa Rica. We're going to put you and your family up in a beautiful hotel. 
uh, beach time, lots of beach time. And you just have to come to work in like three days. And then we'll give you like another two weeks of being there. We'll keep you there in case we need you to come reshoot anything. Mm-hmm. Why would you not do that? Like, it's know, great integrity. work. No, it's great work. So maybe that's just what Zachary Ty Bryan was thinking. Like, this is my stepping stone to get to the point where they can hire me for a CGI spider movie set in paradise. But first, mm, I got to pay my dues. I got to pay my dues. This was him paying his dues. Mm-hmm. All right. What else has he done? Re- oh, oh, now I feel bad. This was the last thing he's credited for. Nice. You oh. did this. Like, do you think maybe he decided he was going to stop? Maybe he started a family. Maybe he, maybe he decided he was going to stop. So do you want to know what his nicknames are, according to IMDb? Oh, what? Well, Zach is one. Um, Shocker. But you know what his other nickname is? ZTB. Oof. I wonder if it's also ZB, since now he doesn't go by TB. I don't Um, think anybody ever called him that. I'm looking at his TB trivia now. Um, The... It's not very exciting. Um, He's engaged... Lives in Los Angeles. Um, his personal quotes: "I'm just a person who forgives and forgets. I have a hard time holding grudges, but I wonder if he holds a grudge against the director of this movie." No, no, they're probably, they're probably good friends. It's possible. I mean, do you think they had fun making the movie? The cast <sighs> of Hammer of Gods. I like to believe that they did, but I don't know if they did. Because, like, they don't get to really do fun fun. Viking things. Yeah, I mean, the most fun I think he had was putting his sword through the ground. He did it an awful lot. He did seem to really enjoy that. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to cast me in a Viking movie, you can't tell me you're going to put me in a Viking movie and I don't get to raid a village. That's true. You know? And there's there no raiding of pe- villages in this movie. There wasn't enough people well, in this no, movie. No, like, there's like literally 12 people in the movie, and that's including the extras. Like, there's no crowd shots, because everybody that was getting paid for this movie, including probably like the caterer, is in this movie. Yeah. I wonder what, what they had on set as craft service. Like, if they got some kind of deal where like they had really good food, or if they were just scrounging on, like generic M&Ms or something. Because there's yes. no product placement, so we know there's that they no, didn't get There is none. I, I don't know what they would have placed. I don't know. But, uh, Hammer of the Gods. That is the movie that this That's was. a movie. Now, uh, th- those are my notes. I just really wanted to make sure I made the point about the elastic sweatpants. Um, oh, I had one more note, which was the fort. Ah, the fort. I think I really like the fort. Do you remember the fort? Like the fort? Yeah, or like when they're um, trying to protect themselves for the night and they're kind of worried. They're like, we need to secure our our stronghold. Yeah. And it's kind of like a bunch of tree branches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know. Yes, I remember that. Yes, I, I loved it, but I really liked the bridge. The bridge was pretty good. The bridge paid off real well, too. That's true. That's true. The bridge had a kind of tragic ending, really. That's true. Oh, boy. Oh, this was a good one, Christine. Uh, sorry. What I know what I love is that, like, you picked this one, not me. I know. I did it to punish you, but I think I only punished myself. <laughs> you did not punish. Like, <laughs> you too did not punish. I kept having to rewind it because Brandon would walk by and, and, like, see what I was doing and laugh and then kind of, like, 
quote it and then I'd have to rewind it and do it again. It, this movie took me a long time to watch because I just had to keep repeating it. Oh, no. And now okay. I have to go back and find the screenshot. And it's on Instant Watch. Uh, yes, it is, folks. So everybody can watch it. You can play along with ZTB. Yeah. Oi. <laughs> uh, rating it. Quality of film. I think you should go first. Oh, fuck. All right, what did I give Supergirl? I don't remember. I'm negative six. For quality of film, um, I, <laughs> I would like to say my cat just vomited. <laughs> she knew. Which I think oh, wait, is all it? she has to say about this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, quality of film, it would be wrong to go anywhere higher than a 3.75. Yeah, I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. Now, quality of life. <sighs> yeah. Seven? Seven, really? Because okay. I enjoyed uh, watching this. This is one of those, I mean, the whole, there is an art to a So Bad It's Good movie. Yes. And the main way of doing it is to not know is it's to not try to make a bad movie. If you're trying to make a bad movie, it's you're not, not so work. bad it's good. Yeah. This movie it's not trying to be like Lord of Well, no, it is. It's 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 knows it can't be Lord of the Rings, but it's like, you know what? We can we can maybe get there. We can try. We can maybe be like the Hobbit before, you know, 10 years before the Hobbit's made. Um and as much as like yes, it is made for the Sci-Fi Channel, but it's made for the Sci-Fi Channel in 2009. It's mm-hmm. made before Sci-Fi Channel became a kind of factory of these kinds of shitty movies. You're right. So it is, it's early in the system. Yeah, it's earnest. I think this is an earnest movie. It is. Yeah. Oh, without, without a doubt. Did I give my... You did, did I not tell- give your quality of life. Um, my quality of life is 5.5. 5.5. All right. Um, it is on Instant Watch. We clearly highly recommend you instant watch it right this instant uh and instantly instant instantly watch. instant and on that instant while you're watching hammer of the gods yeah, i am pause going, this we're gonna pause this i'm gonna clean up my cat's throw up and we're gonna come back and talk about adventures and babysitting yes we are Across the office floor There you were, your head down to your legs And your legs down to the floor Leggy blonde, goodbye, goodbye Now that you were gone I'll never see you here for tech repair Wish you knew how much I loved your legs And your hair Leggy blonde, goodbye, goodbye Leggy, 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 leggy Leggy, 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 leggy Leggy, 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 leggy so, 1987. Uh huh. Um, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, it's a movie that I watched. Yeah, it's a movie I watched quite a lot as a child. 
Me, um, me not. I didn't. Me, me no. Me no watch movie lot as no, child. Me no see that movie. Yeah, I never <laughs> seen. Uh, this was one I think my sister was a really big fan because she would have been like a teenager, and I have a feeling like don't tell mom the babysitter's, babysitter's dead. <gasps> right? Oh yeah. Oh no. These are. These very well could have been companion pieces. Also, is that is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead not a fantastic movie? Okay, I love Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I can't tell you. Well, I can tell you that I mean, anytime I watch a lot of you tell me. I, I I had a way of wording that that didn't follow <laughs> through when I kept speaking. Um, yeah, when I wash dishes, you can bet your. Um, Christina Applegate poster that I end with dishes are done, man. When I actually finish washing them, and I my other favorite line called from that movie that I've used at work before is the whole like whenever I haven't really done something that I'm supposed to have done, uh-huh. somebody asks me in my mind and sometimes out loud. I say I'm right on top of that rose. Oh, really? That's really cute. Oh, yeah. and funny. Oh, yeah. One of my my favorite lesson from that movie. Uh, but Adventures in Babysitting is mm-hmm. kind of the prelude, if you will, made a couple mm-hmm. years before, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Um, and you know it's the same brother in both movies. Yes. Yes. I did know that. So there is a direct connection, but it is not really a sequel. Um, why don't, before we get into the, you know, history and everything else, why don't you just tell the folks what this movie's about? Um, it's about a lady. Mm-hmm. Um... Who her name is Chris. Her name is Chris, which I like because that's <laughs> part of my name. Um, she uh, hold on, let me let me hard target this because it's one of Emily's favorite kind of movies. If you didn't know, it all t- it's a one crazy it's night, a one crazy movie, night movie, which I do enjoy, which my one she crazy loves. Night and this started, and I said, I don't even know what this is about. And then Zach kind of told me, and I said, Oh, it's one of Emily's favorite kind of movies. <laughs> um, so basically. Through a series of crazy circumstances, um, this babysitter, Elizabeth Shue, and all these kids have this wild adventure because of, like, a playboy and <laughs> stealing cars. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I nailed it. I don't, I don't you know. You got it. Talking. You got it. Um, I mean, other stuff happens. But other like, stuff happens. Uh, this is one of those movies that, like, when you're, like, I don't know, nine years old watching it. Everything seems perfectly reasonable. Uh-huh. When you're 33 watching it, you start to question character actions a little more. But, but and I agree with you, but can I tell you my observation? Please. I feel like they are very realist, realistic to the characters, and especially taking into consideration how old they are. Okay. In, uh, that, to, to what extent? For, like, that is how these really sheltered young kids would react mm. to things. I really believed it. Like, of course it was zany. Like, so it was heightened in that regard. Yeah. But like, like being really freaked out by a tow truck driver that was probably just trying to help you. Right. Yeah. Look, of course, somebody who maybe grew up in the city or had a little bit more life experience wouldn't be. Mm. But being really scared of every black person that crosses your path. I didn't, did that really happen? Well, they're, you know, they end up in a stolen car. Uh-huh. And there's a guy stealing the car, and he's black, and they're kind of freaked out. And I think there it is definitely, like, 
she talks differently to the black men in the movie than she does to... I need to rewatch it to see if I notice that. Yeah, I don't know. It's Granted, she's also really cagey with the truck driver in the beginning. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. But it does kind of feel like every time she talks to like a black person, she's a little like more scared. Yeah. But again, like you're right. If you grew up in a really white suburbia where like going into the city was a scary thing and you go into the city, then like... As far as you know, every black person is going to try to kill you. Yeah. I didn't, I honestly didn't pick up on that. And in front of the show, Greg had mentioned that there was weird race stuff yeah. in it. And I was looking for it and I didn't, I didn't get it as much as I expected. Okay. Maybe because I was waiting for something. Something like, like really, really crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I mean, really... for its time, there was a lot worse than this when it comes to being PC about like yeah. race and everything. I guess because my expectations were in a really weird place. I was waiting for some out and out like like hardcore racism from like little white kids. I right. th- I guess that's what I was waiting for. That's fair. And when that and, didn't and, happen, <laughs> and, and as a credit to the movie, you don't get that. No, you don't have like Nazi youth in the movie or anything no, like that. Nothing like that. Yeah. Different movie. Um, but you, you know, you do, it's, you're right though. It's, it's the fish out of water. Yeah. They end up in the middle of like downtown Chicago with no money. Yes. Which is not going to get you far. No. Uh, unless you befriend a very nice, helpful, uh, car thief. He was really nice. Really nice. Like. He was like one of my favorite things about this movie. Yeah. He's just because he's just like really like trying to help him the whole time. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. And the, uh, so the, yeah, so basically they end up kind of getting stuck in a car thievery ring. Mm-hmm. You have villains, but you don't know how bad they are. Correct. And I think that's something that bothers me because this is not really spoiling anything, but the end of the movie involves a character crawling out of a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And hanging on the window in a way that, like, watching it at this age, I'm like, okay, this is a little much. Like, might have just been because I just read the Stephen Short King short story, The Ledge, where it's like the guy talks about climbing up like a giant like building like that, and all the wind, uh-huh. and how like you have to be a professional athlete to do it. So you have this little girl doing it, and I'm like, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know that it would be that easy. But that it was at like an angle. It wasn't that. That's fair. That is true. Okay. Um, you have like another character that goes out to get her, and he's a villain, but he doesn't seem like he's gonna like. He seems like one of the lesser villains. Yeah, and at that point, I really think he just wanted to help her. Oh no, I, I agree. I don't think he he was kind of like, "Come on, kid, come up. I just need that. Like, I'm not gonna hurt you." And I think he meant it, but like they just leave him hanging on this ledge, forty stories up in the air. And there's something to that where it's like, they all kind of have a good chuckle about it, but you're watching it now, you're like, you bastards, he's going to die out there. He's not going to last. So there's that. Yes. You know, the the conscience that you didn't have maybe as a kid watching this movie that you have. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, This is Chris Columbus's first movie. Yes. Uh, He would, of course, go on to do a couple of Harry Potter films and Home Alone and, and much more. Um, yes. I caught a Home Alone. <gasps> me too, me too, me was too. It, I was yeah, so was proud it, of myself. What was it? What was it? With the little, the little jockey. Yes, the little right. jockey. <laughs> I, and like, what's funny is the IMDb trivia for this movie has nothing about that. 
We are smarter really? than the IMDb trivia for this movie. That's that's so weird because it's like, like a little this, random director trademark. The second it happened, I immediately second guessed myself and said mm-hmm. Chris Columbus didn't direct Home Alone and had to go and look and like no he did and I'm right. If for me, I'm like there's there's a lawn jockey in Home Alone. Like wait no maybe wait no I remember it in the Game Boy game. So yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep it happens like two or three times in Home Alone. It does. Doesn't? Yeah it's like a running joke. And the, the IMDb trivia for this is basically about how every female actress in the world auditioned for this part. Yeah. And they also give all this conflicting information about, like, the part was offered to Valerie Bertinelli. Then the next one is, like, Valerie Bertinelli turned, like, you know, lost the role to Elizabeth the Shoe. Like, there's all this stuff. Yeah. Supposedly, Sharon Stone and Julia Louis-Dreyfus were also considered for the part. <gasps> wow. Julia oh, but Elizabeth Shoe's so perfect. She, I think she's great in it. Because she's she like, is the perfect, she is the way too pretty girl next door. She's really level-headed and likable and, like, like too adult, but in a totally believable, childish way. Mm-hmm. It worked so well. Now, the one of the issues I guess I had watching it now, and again, this is as a 33-year-old, yes. was like... The fact that she is 17. Um, before they said she was 17, I said, what is she, 27? But, which I was <laughs> kidding. I was kidding. Right. And then I, I said it more seriously, like, she's got to be, like, 24 in this. And we checked, and she was 24. Mm-hmm. But the so, character, yeah. also, it feels wrong for her to be 17. Like, considering the stuff that happens and that... Um, I don't know, like, there's a whole, the frat party, let's let's mm-hmm. say. And meanwhile, like, there's this running joke of how the Playboy issue, Oops, the Playmate yeah. of the Month, looks exactly Oops. like her. But she's 17, so there's a part where they go to, they end up at a frat party in the middle of Chicago, and the guys are like, oh, yeah, that's Miss March. And, like, she's like, no, that's not me. It's like, yeah, because that would be illegal. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get weirded out by that. Yeah, I, don't, I did. Like, I never did as a kid, because... When yeah, you're eight, watching there's... it, a 17-year-old is, could have could well be 33. It doesn't, yeah. you know, you don't have that. But, like, as an adult, I'm like, I really wish she was, like, a college junior or something. Like, they, they could have they could have made her. Yeah. I mean, she could have been 18 and still been a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it would have protected what you're it somehow. I guess, like, part of it is that they want her to still kind of be a kid. But it does this weird thing, then, because um, the... The you know Brad who's is fifteen, and so she's not supposed to be babysitting him, but then she ends up kind of babysitting him, and of course he's in love with her because if you were a fifteen year old boy, of course you'd be in love with Elizabeth Shue. Um, but she uh. keeps like kind of she's like, oh, you're a kid, blah blah. But it's like he's fifteen, she's seventeen. She ends up at a frat party where she ends up like making eyes at dude from Father of the Bride, who's yeah. got to be like two or three years older than her, like. There's that weird kind of... There's a lot of age issues going on with the movie Mm -hmm. when you watch it with adult eyes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't... It really didn't bother me that much, except that she was 17 and didn't look at all like she was. yes. It's also the 80s, so, like, you know, the hair was different. It's true. The hair was different. Oh, I'm sure you have tons of notes, and not to get too off topic. Oh, please. But this this is the movie... That really made me realize that we have truly come full circle because I wanted to wear 
her outfit. Yeah. Like, I could legitimately see, like, oh, yeah. I was like, her sweater's really nice. And then she sat down and I thought, and she had the matching oh, shoes. I, I love the way her jeans fit. And then she, like, moved her foot and I was like, and those shoes. Wait a second. This is like 84 or something, isn't it? Eight, yeah. And um, it, yeah, so it we it has happened. I now like eighties clothes. Well, it's because it, this is again. I think that's part of why. Because don't tell mom the babysitter's dead is similar in that like the fashion is very much supposed to be a girl who's fashion, a teenager who's fashionable. Yeah. So it's a little bit much for its time, but like yes. it was cool back then. And with this, like, it's a little more sedate, but she's still yeah, stylish. Exactly. That's I, and that's something that I even said. I said I don't think I could really still hang with like the girls that would have been stylish and mm-hmm. like really fashion forward in the eighties. But like the cash girls, the guy yeah. could borrow their clothes yeah. now. Like I wish, and like her hair in this movie is great. Yeah, it and it's nice. that kind of hair that I don't like because it's you know she has what maybe like. Uh, a slightly shorter than shoulder length, but it's got a lot of volume. So it's, it could just look like bad 80s hair, but on her, it looks so good. Yeah, it looks really good. But I know it wouldn't look like that on me. I understand. And you do not have to explain that to me. I, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're with me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, her dress in the opening scene is really cute when she's singing. Doing she's the, very cute in that. That, that is such thing, a, yeah. like, that opening, it's uh, the song, and then he kissed me, which is a great, great song, and mm-hmm. it's just her lip syncing to it, and it's the kind of thing like I can't imagine any like heterosexual teenage boy watching this and not falling in love with her in that. Yeah, she's great, and the reveal is great too mm-hmm. <laughs> when she picks up the picture, and I said him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, best bit of trivia that I've verified in like two or three places because I didn't believe it on IMDb. So, guys, the one and only, when you're casting, like, the hot guy in an 80s movie, you can go to a lot, you can go to, like, what, your Judd Nelsons, or your, I don't know, your Charlie Sheens, or your Bradley Whitfords. So, I did not expect that. Oi. Um, So, you know how he drives a red Camaro with the license plate? So cool. So cool. So, do you know who actually drove that Camaro with the license plate? No. One Bradley Whitford. You're fucking kidding me. That was his real car. And I think think I'm in love with him. (laughs) I mean, we've all done dumb things in our 20s, you know? Um, That that seems like it would be on the list. Mm hmm. Like, I just like to imagine Jane, Jane Kaczmarek finding that, like, realizing that about him and making fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good one. Um, balance beams. Why did every 80s adventure movie involve a balance beam aspect? Because it was, like, being in the gym was, like, what was cool in the 80s. Like, gymnasts and tights and But, stuff. like, they make it look like any old anybody could walk a balance beam. I think you could have walked that one. No, I could not have. I think you could have. I fell off the balance beam in fourth grade. It was a very traumatic experience. I banged my head. I had a giant golf ball-sized bump on my head. I had to go home. I understand, but I did observe that the beam was wide enough for her to put both her feet on next to each other. Uh, it seems like not, because then it seems like they're doing like a one foot in front of the other. Then, and then maybe they walk over they a chain. Two different beams. Also one for of clothes shots. Wouldn't you just crawl on it? I would crawl on it. I wouldn't. You don't think? Nope. I definitely wouldn't. I would immediately fall off. I mean, I would fall off as soon as I looked at it. 
Yes. It's a problem <laughs> I have. A, that's about right. Um, other before they were famous or semi-famous spottings, um, Brandon spotted this one, Lolita Davidovich, um, as the uh, chick who makes out with Anthony Rapp. Really? Yep. Oh. The best thing is she's credited in the credits as Lolita David. So clearly oh, really? like some agent was like, honey, your name is too hard to pronounce. But even better than that, she's credited her character's name was Blonde. And yet you in know, the movie, she's a brunette. She's a brunette. I just found her, you know, now that I'm looking at her picture, her IMDb picture and thinking that absolutely, yeah, that was absolutely her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. Interesting. Um, and of course, Vincent Philip D'Onofrio, or <gasps> VPD, as I'm sure his IMDb nickname would say. Also, wait, I just I just confirmed this, so now I can say it. Zach called it out and rewound it, and then called it out again. Andrew Shue is in the background. Yes. Oh, he I just, spotted him? Yeah. I was looking I just, for him, but I couldn't figure out which one he was. I didn't see him either. It was at the, um, the frat the party. The frat party, yep. He was in the background dancing. <laughs> Um, I didn't, even after he showed me, I was like, are you sure? But yep. yeah. That's, it's in the IMDb trivia for it, Look too. That. Yeah. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> As Thor the mechanic. He, I've always said that he's hot. I stand by it. And it's true in this movie. So, I don't know well, when people are Well, this is like beefcake. Yeah, he's hot. Have you watched him, are you, do you find him hot in Daredevil? Yeah, I fi- I will find him hot till the day he dies. Okay, that's fine. Or the day I die, rather. Oh, which one's going to come first? Well, the way he's looking now, I think you're going to outlast him. Oh, no. I'm just saying. He put on um, weight for the role. He's so hot, and he's really hot in this movie. And by the way, people, in case you were wondering what the common thread was between these movies, <laughs> um, Christine said, I wanted... Uh, Christine said, Emily, I just watched this amazing movie called Hammer of the Gods. And I, didn't I really say want to talk that. about it because I think the world needs to know more about it. And the world needs to know that I think it's the best movie in the world. No one ever said this in the history of the world. She did. I, I could I could produce the transcript of it. Um, don't mind the things that are blacked out. That's for security purposes. But so I'm like, okay, what can we pair it with? And it was like, a, oh, I know, another movie that sort of features Thor. Um, which well, I'm glad you did because I don't think I would have ever watched this. And I was wondering, see, now, okay, here's the thing mm-hmm. long, long term planning. I'd always wanted to pair this with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Well, that's a great movie. I would love oh, yeah. to. Now, however, I'm kind of glad we didn't. And okay. here's why. Tell then, me why. Because now I'm going to start talking about some of the things that made me not as happy. Oh, my God. I know. Was that this was a very nostalgic movie for me. Yes. And I had not watched it in probably 15 years, if not more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so sitting down to watch it and I'm like, I really don't know how this is going to age. Like, I know there's some things like I'm always going to love the babysitter blues. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot that like, I really don't know how it's going to play for me sitting down and watching it beginning to end. And I think if Don't Come On the Babysitter is Dead had left me feeling the same way, I would have been very sad. Oh, no. So you didn't like it as much. I didn't like it as much as I did as a kid. Like, and it's one that I'm, that's why I'm really interested to hear. It sounds like you really enjoyed it. I did like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that like, it made me wonder, I have no idea if I watch this for the first time today, like we did with Flashdance, I have no idea at all if I would like it or not. I think you would. I don't know. 
judging by um, what everything I know about you, everything I know about me, and now what I know about this movie. And what you know about the world in general. In general, yeah. Yeah. Because I think there were some things that kind of just, like like I said, the age issue kind of just bothered me. Like well, I, put it all out there. What was it? The age? What else? Part of it was it doesn't go far enough with its wackiness. Okay. It flirts with some really wacky things. I'm really glad it didn't, to be honest. See, and I think watching it here, I wanted it to go, like, the bus, we haven't talked about Brenda. Oh. So we get Penelope Ann Miller, who's There's really good in it. She's really, really funny. funny shit, too. And so she's this very, like, Chris's neurotic best friend who decides to run away from home, but Love she gets it. to the Chicago bus station and she starts freaking out because there's all these crazy people there. I like to believe that I'm like Chris, but I'm probably more like her. <laughs> I'm probably the same way. <laughs> no, I'm probably like the truck driver. You want to be honest? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the guy who sings the blues. I Like, in my fantasies, I'm the guy who sings the blues. But I mean, you know. You know. Uh, you think? Uh, <laughs> as long as I'm not Daryl. Um, okay, but so the, like, the bus station stuff has some things that are just kind of like little comedy things. Like, she, you know, loses her, or somebody takes her glasses, and then she uh-huh. picks up a rat that she thinks is a kitten. Like, funny. And that's just funny, because it's kind of her reaction to it's really good. But there's other things, like when she's kind of running away from everyone, uh-huh. where it gets this sort of escalation, but it's not big enough. I wanted it bigger. Okay, fair enough. And I think that, um, like, I think I was in my, I realized afterwards, like something I would compare it to, uh, have you seen Quick Change with Bill Murray and Gina Davis? No, but that sounds great. Okay, it, it, it is great. And it's around the same time, it's late 80s or like 1990 maybe. And it's kind of a, you know, it's also a kind of one crazy day mm-hmm. where the two of them and Randy Quaid are trying to get to the airport after a bank robbery. And there's just, like, they're in New York City. And it's the same thing where just they can't get out of the city. They're stuck. And there's this great, like, side moment where they see these, like, it's hard to describe and make it sound funny. And it's a great sight gag, but it's just out of nowhere. There's these two, like, motorcycles that joust. Mm-hmm. And it's this like crazy, weird cutaway that the movie just it happens and they kind of all have a small reaction, then it just keeps going. And it's like that kind of stuff is kind of what I wanted to happen in this. Mm-hmm. Where I wanted it to give me a little more of these strange things. Like you have like the gang fight, um, it's kind of neat. Like they get on a subway, they get away from the bad guys, it's all great. They sit down for a moment, they relax, and then all of a sudden two gangs come out and are about to kill each other. Really funny. And that's funny. And the to me, the knife is funny and the hospital scene is funny. But it just it then then you go back to they end up at the party where the parents are and it's nothing there really pays off for me. Oh, I liked when they tied the guy's ankles on. <laughs> well, people falling is always funny. I'll give you that. I don't know. I liked that That's a why lot. I'm so popular at parties. I make everybody laugh. Ah, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I don't, I can't be disappointed in anything because I had never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some things are just product of its time. Like, it was a big thing in the 80s to have um, a male character try to open a girl's shirt when she's sleeping. Yeah. You know, that just happened all the time. I know. That was, that's a little too racy so for it's, me. It's kind, it's kind of icky when you see that yeah. now. Yeah. Um, 
the, you know, leaving the bad guy to hang there to his presumed death. You didn't like that. Yeah. Because, you know, I just, I felt bad for the guy. Yep. Um, yep. Some of the frat stuff just, I don't know. It was like, and I mean, a lot of it is just realizing it now. Like it was made for a different audience. Like teenage me loved this movie because it is such a teenage fantasy movie. In the same way, mm-hmm. don't know mom, the reserves that is where like, you know, the main See, character- that's more mine, though, because I would rather, like, work in an office and hold a job. <laughs> like, that's my fantasy life. <laughs> then just have a craze at night where you get to sing yeah, blues. I, I want, um, I used to wish I was Christina Applegate in that movie. Well, I mean. Like, I wanted to be, have all that responsibility in a job. <laughs> She's so put upon in that movie, and I love it. Right on top of that, Rose. I love it. But the, it's like, it is wishful, but like even, I think that is a certain kind of wish fulfillment. Yeah. Because even though like, I mean, me watching it, I'm like, I don't want to be, you know, vice president, secretary, assistant, blah, blah. Because um, it seems like too much work. Um, <laughs> but there's also something to the whole being a teenager, but being considered capable and given responsibility. And, yeah. And, you know, there's a good love interest in the movie and all that. And I think this does, it's the same idea, but in a different scale and different style where it's, you know, any girl watching this wanted to be Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And it's part of why that casting is so great because she's gorgeous, but she's relatable. Like she does feel like a real person. Yep. Because she's beautiful, but not in a, you know, supermodel way. And so you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, I could, you know... Like, I could do the, all of those things. hmm I agree. Yep. I could sing the babysitter. I couldn't walk on the balance beam, but I could sure sing me some babysitter blues. hmm Which, don't you love that scene? It's cute. It's not as cringeworthy as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, as a kid, I was always really angry that we didn't get to see the bad guys sing the blues. Yeah. Zach even said that. He said that it always felt to him like there were, like, so many other... Stories that didn't get told. Yeah, I think that's... I would definitely agree with that. And I don't know... um, I think that's cool. Yeah. There's different directions it could have gone in. And that's a lot of these kinds of... Kind of a whole lot of things happening in one night type movies, I think. Um, I am... You know... Yeah, I'm kind of curious of what else they, they were planning to do and... Where things change. This was a PG-13 movie, and it was apparently Disney's first PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. It definitely... I'm glad it has that rating. That is an appropriate rating for it, I think. Two F-bombs. Two F-bombs. Don't yeah. fuck with the babysitter. Yeah. Which I do love that moment. Because it is like a... Yeah, girl, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was produced by Deborah Hill and another chick whose name I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. Deborah Hill of Halloween yeah. fame. And- yeah. I saw that, and I, I'm glad you brought it up. I saw that, and I called it out, and then I was like, Carpenter. And then I was, and Zach looked at me, and I said, John. And he goes, I thought you meant Jesus. And <laughs> it was the whole thing. <laughs> and then you were like, let's just watch Hammer of the Gods again. <laughs> oh, no, that was me. Sorry. Over and over. Over on loop. Um, the... Font, I like how the font of the poster is very, um, it's just very 80s. Like, it feels a little Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark, a little Romance on the Stone, mm-hmm. you know? And the poster is a little bit Outrageous Fortune, even. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, what did you think of Little Girl? <gasps> oh my god, yeah. She, and again, she, I think she's cute and she's like a believable little kid actor. She's not too cute. Um, she's pretty cute. Though. Yeah, well. And she went on to be on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah, I liked her and I thought she was adorable. And I really did like when I liked her in the Thor scene because she fucking nails it when she takes the hammer and she knocks it against the ground. <laughs> that yes. was pretty good. I think I might have fist pumped. That was perfect. <laughs> Brandon was really angry in the beginning when they're driving to Chicago and she's like, that's the city. That's where all the superheroes live. And he's like, no, they live in New York. Yeah, I actually thought that, but I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, it, like, I think it soured him on the whole movie from that yeah. on. I'm like, oh, but you're a little kid. Like, yeah, she's a little kid. She needs something more relatable to believe yeah. in. <laughs> Maybe she read only the Chicago issued comic books. Yeah, all right. Now you're really reaching. I suppose. Uh, how about the mother's dress in that final scene? No, oh, yeah. I don't know about that. I don't think I can get down with that. Um. That's a tough look to pull. It's, it's, for those who haven't watched, it's um long sleeve, long dress, like gold with a V back, lame. pure gold lame. Gold lame, yeah. To me, you have to be very skinny for that. I don't, I don't look good in lame. Like those <laughs> things don't. just show. Everything. I don't know if that's true. No, you need to be. You need to have lines. You know what I'm saying? Lines, not curves. Uh, that's when I talk about you know things coming back around. I don't mean that dress. Well, maybe for, actually, yeah, maybe I do, but you not do, for me. But like, but I mean, I think you could pull it off because you're taller. All right. Well, if I ever if I ever get married, that's what I'll wear. I hope so. Uh, another thing that's kind of like icky, but it's you're gonna find it in every '80s comedy, is the gay humor. The oh yeah 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 like, liberal. Yeah, the kind of, you know, at the very beginning, the brother's like, Thor's a, you know, Thor's a loser. Thor's a homo. And yeah. it's like, take it back. It's the worst thing you could say about somebody in the 80s. Yeah. It's so strange that we've really come this, we've come this far and it is that offensive and awful. It uh, is. Yeah. It's amazing to me. And I think that's a good thing. It's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. That like anytime I see anything, especially from this era, and it was really strong in this era, Whenever that kind of joke is made, like, it is so uncomfortable to watch those jokes played out now. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it, too, is, like, this is a movie that is aimed at kids. And so I just imagine, like, you know, you show this movie to a 10-year-old today, and you kind of have to pause and explain that. You have to kind of say, like, yeah, that's, you know, like, now, I hope we wouldn't, like, this back then... Uh, we didn't know that was a mean thing to say or something like Mm -hmm. that it that stands out and that's one of those things that hurts a lot of movies of this era i think yeah because it just makes them where you kind of have to have a conversation without it seeming like you're uh you know sanctioning this movie i guess yeah it's it's uh, it was of a time unfortunately but it was and again, that's in, in Monster Squad. You have, I believe, use of the F word. Um, uh, well, yeah. I can't remember if in Goonies you do, but just it's it's present in a lot from this era. And it's one of those things like you just should be aware of, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the money ask. There's so much use of checks 
in this movie? Oh my god, yes. It's How so funny, funny is that? I mean, if nothing else timestamps that that fucking does. Yeah, I'll write like, you a check. Ha- like, I was immediately lamenting, like, checks and not having a phone. And, like, yeah, that would fucking suck. Yeah. They tried to remake this movie a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plan, I believe, was it was going to be a Raven Simone vehicle. Really? Yeah. See, I don't have a problem with remaking this. I don't. Yeah, I. I think it would be fine. Yeah, you. You could update it very easily. You'd have to get around cell phones. You'd have to get around. Well, she. She forgot her purse. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there you go. She doesn't have a phone. Right. And I mean, let's be real. If you're alone in, say, New York, there's a good chance no one will let you borrow their phone. True. I've had people ask to borrow my phone because they got locked out of their car or something. I'm like, ah, no, thank you. I had a, a woman ask me once. Um, I made the call for her. I didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. handing her my phone, but I made the call for her and said, and like, relay the message back and forth. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you you could deal you could deal with it certainly. Um, and I mean, there's plenty of potential and switching. You know, having it having your main character be black sure do it like it's yeah you know and and i think that project kind of died at one point so Mm -hmm. i don't know that it's still in the works or not but it could it could happen i wouldn't yeah you know people like to get angry about the idea of remakes (sighs) settle down you know they don't take the original and burn it yeah guess what guys the thing that movie that all you genre people love it's a remake I know. You know what? Know. Wizard of Oz is like technically a remake. There was another Wizard of Oz before that. You don't hear me complaining. That one doesn't count, though. People always say that about everything. I know. Oh, the thing is different. It's John Carpenter. Oh, shut the fuck up. Everything is different because it's something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we get a lot of fashion tips from the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, get some blues. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you learn to always check that you have your purse and your checkbook on you i mean not not as you were gonna buy a hot dog though that's so funny it's there's some there's some good stuff it's it's very dated but for me in like a really positive Mm -hmm. way well good like it it's it's enjoyable excellent excellent yeah i'm trying to think if i uh have any more do you have any more? I don't. I don't really it. have any notes. I liked it. Yeah, it was. You know, it's one that I will always like. I could probably really worse. Like I was reciting to the movie as it was going on. Like I remember everything about it. Um, but yeah, sitting through it from beginning to end, mm-hmm. sort of almost with fresh eyes, was interesting and a little bit disappointing. That yeah, and I'm sorry. It's okay. That, that I mean, this was my choice. I I knew, you know, what's what's that? You know, Don Draper definition of nostalgia, like blood from an old wound or something. Um, you know, you know, you're okay. you're taking that risk when you choose to do this. I don't. I didn't understand that reference. You you, well, you know, some people get it and they watched Mad Men, and some people just don't. I didn't like it. I watched two seasons of it. You watched first season? No, really. I didn't like it. Oh, well. I didn't understand it. <sighs> you just don't get the deep symbolism, and uh, it's all I about don't... silences, Christine. It's what's not said. I didn't like anybody in it. And <laughs> come to find out, January Jones can be absolutely lovely on occasion. She gets 
better on the show. She kind of has... Like, well, oh, she, you're pulling one of those. Well, I... What's interesting about her on Mad Men, it's kind of like, I think for a while people were like, wow, she got cast in the only role she could do. Yeah. Because she's perfect as Betty, but it kind of, in some ways, feels like it's because it's the role doesn't seemingly require a lot of range. Yeah. But I think after seven years, you start to see, the, like, no, there was a lot of nuance to her. And I think, you know, it was a much more... Uh, I think she was ultimately underrated on the show. And I think by the final season, when her character got to go through some different stuff, I think people were like, oh, no, I see it now. And the fact that I actually care, and I didn't think I did set something. Well, that's good to know. I do enjoy her on Last Man on Earth, which is a very funny show if you're not watching it. I have not been, but hey, I like Apocalypse. You, it is a funny show. But yeah, this is a good movie. I liked Elizabeth Shue's character. I thought it was funny. It was definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. She was cool. If I had watched it when I was little, I would have totally been into it. Oh, but yeah. sadly, I did not. Oh, well. So, quality of film? Um, 7.5. Okay. Um, I will not go as high. Um, I don't really know where I'm going on it. It's hard. Yeah, where so are you going on this? Things. Um, I mean, better than average, but not, again, as like an objective, just how mm-hmm. was this movie that I just watched now? I'm going to probably go like, and I'm sorry if I'm breaking folks' hearts, but I'd probably go just purely quality of film, 6.25. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, again, slightly better than average, but there was just enough things that were kind of holding it back for me and that were bothering mm-hmm. me about it. I think that's fair. Okay. I'm I'm not judging you. I thank you. That yeah. harshly. Although I feel the judging. Well, you know, it's always there. Gosh. Under the yeah. surface. Ouch. <laughs> uh quality of life. Um seven point five. Yeah, for me it's gonna be higher because this was an important movie for me growing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm still quote a lot of it and i still kind of secretly you know like when i was like a teenager and i babysat i deep down kind of wanted this to happen but knew it. did you really well i mean of course i did i wouldn't i've always wanted the one crazy night and i've yet to really have the one crazy night but i'm holding out hope that one night will be that crazy night still someday 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 um, but for comforting me so much as a child and many other things, I would go 7.75 for quality. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's Adventures in Babysitting. Yep. It is not on instant, but it's nope. out in the world. And I think the DVD, because I almost bought it, but then it seemed like the DVD and Special Edition Blu-ray had nothing on there. Yeah, um, that's a bummer. Yeah, I know, because like, you could very easily do a making of... Um, Anthony Rapp later worked again with uh, Chris Columbus when they did Rent, which is a whole issue of its own. But yeah. I remember on that, like they like all this trivia of like how like they were so happy to be reunited because it, like, like it was both of their first films that they had worked on together. So mm-hmm. all that. So like I'm sure everybody has stories about this movie, but yeah, I don't know if we'll ever hear them. But uh, yeah, don't tell Mom Bears was dead. That's that. So now, um, before we say goodbye, do you have a Netflix Instant Recommend? I do have a Netflix. I bet you do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's a movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
It's called The Canal. It sounds vaguely familiar. Did you have you watched it? Yeah, I reviewed it. Oh my god, why can't I retain anything? I don't know. You know what it is? It's because I, I purposefully don't learn what a movie is about. Okay, I get like, you. It's it's so a lot of these movies have been ending up with like a word mm-hmm. like canal, honeymoon. Yep. Like I don't remember them. Resolution. I'm, yeah. Somebody somebody else told me that they told me to watch something, and I like no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally did. It's like well, I liked it. But I don't retain the names of them. That's understandable. So you saw this movie. I did. And you let me know that? I did. And you probably thought I would like it. I think I told you. Yeah. I believe <laughs> I did. Well, I loved it. So thank good. you. Well, good then for that effect I had on you. Uh, maybe like subconsciously I remember. It's possible. I should listen back to these one day and all the things that you recommend. And, like three shows later, hear me. Ask well, the one was about I forget which movie, which movie it was, but where it was like the very next episode you made it your Netflix recommend. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but so yeah, Canal. I thought the pacing was really weird. Yeah, I found it weird where it was hard for me to like. Because it was like stuff would happen and then nothing would happen. And then stuff would happen and then nothing would nothing happen. I've had it a hard time staying uh-huh. in it, but it's done really well. The performances are really good. Um, and it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, I I adored it. Yeah. It, it bummed me out, but like in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my recommend is a little bit different. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll forget the second you say <laughs> Um... It's just a little bit, it's not quite, um, you know, possession and stuff. Mine is the Disney animated The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Really? Had you never seen it? I had never seen it. I don't remember it. I remember when it came out. It came out kind of when I was past the age of Disney. um, Because it was like 96 or so. I was 14. (laughs) Like, eh, you know, I didn't have an interest in it anymore. And I don't ever hear people talk about this one. Yeah. So I've always kind of assumed it was just not that great. I knew, like, Demi Moore did a voice in it. Didn't sound like anything that spectacular. This mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. It's great music. And it's, I mean, it's, uh, what's his name? Alan Menken and uh, um, guy who did Pippin doing the music. So it's really mm-hmm. good music. The style of animation is gorgeous because it's French uh 15th century or whatever it is so it's the cathedrals and the landscape it's really really beautiful to look at and it's a good story it's got um really good female character it's like and which is something that disney was not very good at yeah um but the esmeralda is you know she's strong she's capable she is just great um Really good voice work. You get Kevin Klein in there. The villain in this movie is like something out of Witchfinder General. Really? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. The villain is this super religious judge who is kind of like he hates gypsies and his whole thing is that he's trying to, you know, get them out of the city and kill them. Except he's also clearly horny for Esmeralda mm-hmm. and has a song that's basically like, I'm either going to get you to repent 
um, and be mine or I'm going to kill you because I'm disgusted by you, but yet I'm attracted to you. Like, that's the the nature of the song. Hmm. And it's really deep and dark and strange, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't sugarcoat things. It... I always knew, like, oh, it has a happy ending, even though the novel ends in tragedy. Uh-huh. But it doesn't feel like a slapped-on happy Disney ending. Like, it's earned. Um, there's comic relief, but it's not... It's like when you think of the nature of the comic relief, it's like, it's all in his head. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. And I was really surprised watching it, how how impressed I was, and how, like, just made me wonder, like, why don't people talk about this one when they talk about the great Disney movies? Well, there you go. That might be why. Because it's not... It's not what they... I mean, Esmeralda isn't considered a Disney princess. No, she's not. I mean, she's not a princess, quote-unquote. But, but she's not even in the... She's no. not even in the discussion. And, of course, so like... Especially when you're looking at, like, all of the issues of Disney princesses, which is racist and sexist, because they're <laughs> all tend to be passive, and they tend to be have very Aryan features. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Esmeralda is still tall and busty and has beautiful green eyes, but she is also clearly of gypsy, whatever the right word for gypsy is, because I know in some circles that's considered a bad word. Yeah, um, it's slur, but I think you're actually talking about... Yeah. Uh, and, like, but she's kick-ass! Yeah. Like, she is genuinely a strong character. Mm-hmm. And she's not getting saved right and left by the men. She is putting up a fight. She is, like, she's awesome. And it's, I was so surprised by that. And so it it is a high recommend. And I'm really curious if other people um, have seen it or have not seen it in a while. I just, I want more people to give it a try. And I'm curious to see if others are as impressed with it as I am. Well, where, how did you watch it? It's on Instant. It's on it is on Instant. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll look at it. Give it a go. It Give sounds go. like something that I could watch at the gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the very, like, you know, the first half hour or so will kind of steer you in whether you want to keep going or not. Yeah. Like, it has a, you know, it's a strong opening. It's it's just it's a good one. Yeah. I want to hear what you think. Okay. 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 Um, any idea? Do you have any ideas of what else I've, you want to cover coming up? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, then, we will surprise everybody once again uh, when we think about it. But in the meantime, if you want to leave us some feedback or talk about what you've heard today, come to our Facebook page. Uh-huh. We're there. Where's We're sort there? of on Twitter, but I haven't figured out how to put the Twitter on my phone. Oh, I should put it on my phone. Yeah, because you're better at it than me. Lies, the lies you tell. Yeah. All right, and... um. Happy June. Oh, yeah, that's today, huh? It is today, yeah. How about that? Cool. It's, yeah, that was real demure of you. Well, you it's just... important, you know, like, the the other day, I'm, I don't know if this is just a product of, like, having a job that isn't particularly seasonal. Yeah. But I really, the other day, said to myself, like, yeah, well, you know, summer's almost over, so. You're... Or it hasn't begun yet. Nope. Yeah. It has not. So I don't know what year it is or anything. I just know that Adventures of Babysitting happened a long time ago. It did. I was a younger woman then. But, uh, all right, so you know how it's going to end, though, Christine. How? Well, nobody leaves this podcast without singing the blues. Oh, God, I'll hang up. <laughs> oh, okay, we will work on our blues demo um, to be released as a single by uh, ZBT Records. Ugh. Coming soon. 
to uh, Sam Goody near you, folks. That's right. Good night, everybody. Good night. But now